0: Leonard Cohen, the Canadian poet and folk singer, once wrote, I've been listening to all the dissension. I've been listening to all the pain. And I know that no matter what I do, it will all come back to you again. But I think that I can heal it. But I think that I can heal it. I'm a fool, but I think I can heal it with this song. His words express the hope of all people who weave words, be they poets, preachers, teachers, writers. Language is how we string together new information, ideas, and the means of understanding. For those who craft language, there's always the hope that their words will convey good news. The song I quoted speaks of healing, and today I want to talk about healing. Right now, our world is in need of healing. The word healing has an interesting history. Many of our words have ancient roots that connect them to other words, and if we hold them up to the light and turn them over, we come to understand them better. If we look at the word healing, we find it comes from the Anglo-Saxon word that gives us whole, hail as in hail fellow well met, and even the word holy. Health shares the same root. From that history alone, we can see the physical and spiritual dimensions of our lives are wedded in the roots of our language. But in our contemporary culture, we often separate body and soul, body and spirit, taking the material away from the spiritual, Disease is a related word, and also one that has significance today. It comes from the Old French and means literally lack of ease. If each of us were to pause and reflect, we'd find we have many reasons for dis-ease. It certainly could be the state of the world, with the recent violence and heartbreak that fills the television news, Or it could be any of many other stresses in our lives, such as overwork, loss, unfulfilled dreams. Our first lesson tells of unfulfilled dreams. Abraham and Sarah had longed for a child, and God had promised them a wonderful heritage. Abraham was told to look to the heavens and number the stars, and that would be the number of his descendants, And yet, the years had gone by, and suddenly they were both old, and the possibility seemed gone forever. No child came, and finally they decided that Abraham would conceive with Sarah's maid, Hagar. But that was a source of sorrow for all concerned. And then one day, they had visitors. This poem retells that story. They were old, their parched faces dry as any rock, married to summer, to the desert, and they to each other year upon year. Visitors in the heat of the day could be tiresome, but these came like pool water, shade, the fall of evening. There were three, young, smooth-faced, of hearty voice, vivid being. Provision was more than plenty, calf and olives, milk and raisins. Abundance reigned, and in that hospitality was the root of healing. So as to make the old woman chortle to feel her withered body bloom and the man laugh and stare. Who are they? He queried the starry host, his face reflecting, The astonished moon. The last word I'd like for us to consider today is hospitality. It also comes from the Old French and means the reception and entertainment of guests, visitors, or strangers with liberality and goodwill. It has the same root as hospice and hospital. And these words show us clearly there's an underlying connection between hospitality and healing. And in Abraham's case, he was a gracious and humble host and was clearly entertaining angels unaware. At this time of great dis-ease in our country and in our world, people of faith struggle to find a way to heal the gulfs that separate us. Hospitality is an important component in healing, and it's something we can all do. We can welcome the strangers among us and show generosity and kindness. For Abraham, it meant that the promised child would come to him and to Sarah. And for us, it may help heal others and even boomerang to heal us as well. Our gospel lesson also speaks of hospitality and generosity. In it, our Lord visits the home of his friends, Martha and Mary, and was entertained there. It's interesting to note that once again, Jesus broke social barriers. He had dinner at the home of women, which rabbis did not usually do. And he taught one of those women as he did his disciples. Jesus was good friends with the two sisters and clearly comfortable with them. Today's story is a familiar story of domestic life and one that many of us can understand from our own experience. Some of us may identify with one or the other of the two sisters. Martha was very concerned with preparations and was distressed that her sister was sitting listening to Jesus and not helping When she appealed to Jesus, he told her that only one thing was needed and that Mary had chosen the better part and added that it would not be taken from her. Jesus had said before that people do not live by bread alone. He might also have been saying that Mary was more hospitable because she gave him her full attention. Hospitality is not merely attending to the physical needs of a guest. It involves responsiveness to a person's full presence. The greatest hospitality attends to both body and soul. Some of you have probably heard of a study several years back on newborn orphan babies. If the babies were simply fed, clothed, had their diapers changed regularly, and were kept warm, they would still die. But if, in addition, they were held and cuddled, talked to, played with a bit, they would thrive. Meeting their physical life is crucial, but it's not enough. The spirit needs connection to thrive. Jesus said to Martha that only one thing was needed, and I'd like to reflect on just what that one thing might be. I think it's becoming in touch with the Word of God so that it begins to grow and live inside us. Not long ago, a member here at St. Luke's told me how profoundly affected he had been by Mother Nan McNeil's class on Poetry. He said that hearing some of the poems, he felt that heaven had opened inside him. I think he heard his own truth in those poems, and that's what true words can do for us. When we hear the truth, whether in scripture or poetry, literature or music, or in the words of another person, we're in touch with our own soul, with the voice of God that resides in each of us. It's a familiar voice, but it comes from heights we have not scaled and depths we have not fathomed. The words come from inside, but they also come from very far away, and it is through them that the doors of heaven open, and our own disordered and diseased lives find meaning and healing and wholeness and worth. Let us seek for the one thing that is needful and show generosity and hospitality so that all may find it. Amen.